0: Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Ontario, Canada, my guest is a singer-songwriter who is signed with Shoreline Records. She was a house singer at the popular Tootsies in Nashville and also performed the prestigious pre-show tailgate parties in Hamilton, Ontario, prior to concerts by some of the biggest names in country music. She has also been featured in many fairs and festivals and been featured on TV and radio both in Canada and the United States. She released a six song debut EP last year. You've been hearing one of her songs from that EP entitled Four Wheel Drive. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show Chelsea Kreitz.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for doing this. How are you today? I'm good. How are you guys? Outstanding, outstanding. Chelsea, let's kick things off by having you tell the listeners all about the song that was just playing Four Wheel Drive.
1: Well, that was one of my first songs um, that I ever wrote that was completely um, done in full production, everything. Um, I have notebooks and notebooks full of original material, and and, um, I'm always not so confident on my own originals because I'm my worst critic. And uh, when I brought this one out probably about two years ago, I kind of pulled out my notebook and was going through it. I was just at a time in my life where it totally um, suited the place I was at and going over the words. I I wrote it when I was about 15 years old. Some of the stuff didn't kind of (laughs) go at that point. So after I kind of edited it and figured out all the words and fixed everything in it, um, it ended up to be a really, really cool song. And it was exactly what I was looking for. um, Totally pop country, but still had that old time type of feel. And it just makes me reminisce. And it's a really special song to me because um, I usually don't put a lot of personal experiences from my own life in a song. And Mm. um, a lot of the stuff that happened um, in that song uh, actually happened to me. So it's, it's very dear to me and my first song ever that I, I wrote and let the whole world hear it. So I'm, <laughs> I'm super excited about it and I'm very proud of it.
0: Well, sadly, I was talking over much of the song uh, while we were playing it. So A, as a PR guy, I say that's okay because it gives people the incentive to purchase that song. But w- without you know going through the entire song lyric by lyric do you want to give the listeners just kind of a sense of what exactly the song is about i know you said it's based on actual experience but uh just since they weren't able to really probably hear the lyrics as well as we would have liked to because i was talking
1: yeah, for sure. Uh, it's one of those songs when you hear it, um, it makes you reminisce. It's a song about summer love. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be about a boyfriend or a girlfriend, which a lot of people when they hear a song sometimes relate back to that. Mm. Uh, it could be, you know, a summer at the cottage with your um, your dad that you haven't seen in a long time or just being able to spend quality time with your grandparents or your mom or, or something like that. Um, anything that makes you kind of reminisce and go back, it's just a really lighthearted type of song that makes you want to have fun and makes you smile and i always say it makes you want to hug somebody because (laughs) you just reminisce of the good times and and that's really what i'm all about in my music and i specifically targeted that song uh for something that was going to hit all types of audience young old middle age whoever whoever you are you can listen to the song and uh feel the same feeling everybody else is feeling and and dance along to it and, and have a blast so that's in a nutshell, kind of what it's about, it's just a really, really cool, fun song, and it's it's about love and anyone close to you that that you love.
0: Yeah, and I love that description. I, l- I love the optimism, and, and I like that you clarified that it doesn't necessarily have to be about a love interest, because obviously you're right, that's exactly... Uh, what what people's minds kind of default to right away. I am interested uh, when you were saying before that you went back and changed the lyrics for it. I mean, I, I think that that's a very advanced concept for someone who it sounds like you said was writing that when you were only 15 years old. Uh, but were you, when you said you went back and changed the lyrics... I I got a sense from that, and I want you to to tell me if I'm right or wrong, that what you Mm -hmm. felt was that some of it wasn't, when I say age appropriate, I mean you were referring to things that someone might listen to it and say, well, this isn't believable because a 15-year-old wouldn't have those life experiences yet. Am am I right, or, or were you referring to something else?
1: No, that's exactly it. Um, I, I remember singing as a as a little girl all the time and, and singing these huge songs. I used to sing uh Whitney Houston a lot and you know, Christina Aguilera and then I switched over to Patsy Klein and, and everything like that. And every time after a show I'd always get this the uh saying, people would come up to me and say, you know, uh, well, you how how do you how do you sing that song with such feeling when you when you really haven't gone through that yet? Mm. And um you know, it, it makes sense, but at the same time, it's as an artist, uh, you you kind of do get that feeling and and everything. But as I was writing my song, a lot of things didn't didn't add up, and they were directed sometimes towards things that you kind of have to experience to know and for it to sound believable. So rele- releasing that song at you know fourteen, fifteen years old just wouldn't have made sense to me, and I, I released it when I was eighteen, and. um I started producing it in the studio, and then it, it came out officially um, when I was almost 20 years old. So it, it, it kind of you know, made more sense, because a, f- a few years do make a difference, and sure. I actually had gone through that stuff. Um, and I was able to go back and rewrite the lyrics and stuff, and it turned out even better. And um, I really do understand the song even more now, because before I was kind of just writing what was on my mind and what I mm. thought people could go through and this time when I actually sat down and, and got my pencil and was able to erase the words and everything in and, and write stuff in that was more believable and I actually experienced it myself um, made the song not a lot more meaningful and um, I can sing it with way more feeling and I, I totally get what people say um, all the time when I got those statements coming up to me saying I, right. I couldn't have gone through that yet because I hadn't right. and I, I didn't understand at all. And um even though I'm still young, I, I have gone through a lot in the past, you know, six or seven years and I, I definitely know what all that <laughs> all that means. I still got lots to learn. But um I I've, I've learned quite a bit that I didn't think I would. So
0: well very impressive though and, and I'm really glad that uh, we're we're off to a great start. That's a terrific story to start with and, and I'm I'm literally scratching my head as as I'm sitting here trying to think and, and listeners I, I pride myself for, for those of you that are just listening to now hear this entertainment for the first time probably because Uh, You want to hear what Chelsea has to say. I really pride myself on having kind of this mental Rolodex of past episodes, and and especially for the Canadians that are listening to this episode, uh, have a pencil and paper handy a little bit later on. I'm going to give you something to write down for those of you who are listening from Canada. But I can't put my finger, I'm disappointing myself, on the episode where we did talk about this specific topic, uh, Chelsea, of of someone writing a song where they're a little bit too young to to have had the type of experience uh, that that they're singing about. So, you know, hats off to you for recognizing that and putting it aside and coming back to it at, at a more appropriate age and then changing the lyrics. Uh, but but that song, is, as I mentioned in the intro, is from uh, your EP that, that was released last year. So just go ahead and, and talk more about the EP, though. Were, were you pleased with the response that it got? Is, is there anything in, in hindsight that you might have done differently, either musically or promotionally? Just fill the listeners in, uh, especially those who our listeners of the show that are just being introduced to Chelsea Kreitz for the first time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, as I said previously, I am my worst critic. So (laughs) listening back to my EP, um, there's tons of things I would have changed. But if, If my producer and my engineer and everything kind of let me sit in that studio and, like, fix everything that I wanted to change, I probably would have zero songs. Yeah, you'd still
0: still be in there recording it now, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
1: And it took me so long. I I released a single when I was about 15 years old, and um, it totally you know suited me at that time a a song that kind of described being young and you know just figuring things out and i always said you know um quality is does it has no time limit so it took me a while to kind of put this ep together even though it was only six songs um I wanted everything to describe who I was, um, even if I didn't write the song, I was pitched the song by another songwriter, or i I just had a tiny part in in the song or you know adding a special vocal effect or something that had my kind of spin on it. I wanted it to be all me and you know totally describe who I was. so going back i I think I would change a lot now, but that's the thing. I'm working on a new album, and I I think that's the really cool thing about an artist is looking back now a year ago as I released the EP, it was perfect for me at that time, mm-hmm. and it totally suited who I was. But a year makes a huge difference, especially in a musician's life and an artist's life, and... Now I have a total different outlook on what I want my next release
0: to be. Yeah, but so, if, if I can jump in, though, I do wonder, though, that, sure. you know, you, you, like you said, you are your own worst critic, and so you are going to very much be analytical of the music itself. But putting on your business hat, were you pleased with the response that it got, though?
1: I was. Um, I, I think I made the right choice um, not releasing stuff right away after my first single. Uh, I, it was kind of an introduction to everybody who I was when I released my first single. And then two years later when I came out with my EP after I'd worked on it for a while, um, I got the response I wanted. It was kind of the shock factor. and And people <laughs> were really, really excited about me releasing new music. And uh, they couldn't find it anywhere else but iTunes and and all those cool sites. So you had to go there to listen to it. And um, it was just, you know, kind of in high... I I don't want to say high demand because then I sound a little full of myself. But (laughs) I mean, like, in a way... Well, there was was
0: some anticipation for it, in other words. Yeah,
1: in a way, people really wanted to hear the new music because they heard nothing from me. So I I think in that way, I definitely played it right. Um, I... I really do think, especially in Canada and, and wanting to target not only Canada but everywhere else, uh, promotion and marketing and everything could always be a 100 times better. And um, I, I think that you learn that with time unless you have a huge, huge team behind you. Uh, right now I have just a very small team, um, but they, they do an awesome job. But um, for my next release, I want to be, you know, bigger and better, just like everybody else, you know, get better with time. So... I think the next release will be even better than the last. I, I would have done a lot of things different, but I'm I'm really glad the things that I did right, I'm, I'm glad I picked those choices. And um, fingers crossed that the next release is you know, even better than the last and people have the same type of reaction. Yeah. They, they love four-wheel drive. I, I got that. Um, that was their most favorite song out of the whole EP, which really mm-hmm. made me happy because I wrote it. Sure,
0: so, sure. Well, you know, I'm glad that. that you're talking about the fact that you're starting to work on some new music because, you know, it had to be exciting to release your debut EP last year, but but the business can get so fickle, though, because I would imagine that it gets frustrating because what what happens is, is as we were saying uh, there's an anticipation that starts to build. She's got a single out. I I can't wait to hear what she's going to come up with. So all of a sudden you release this debut EP, and then what happens is you're trying to have this honeymoon period where you're promoting it and, and you're basking in, the the relief of yay it's finally out and and how is it being received and the next thing you know people are asking you well so when is, so when's your next release going to come out so so i, I guess <laughs> yeah. the question is you know was there some frustration in that period or or was it just no i just bruce the thought of doing more new music you know excites me enough
1: well I- in a way, I wouldn't say it was frustration. It's a bit of, you know, like confusion, I think, because I just came out with, you know, a full EP and, and super excited about it. And, you know, as I as I wait like three or four months, people are already ready for new music.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> so in a way, I'm kind of like, oh, well, you know, I, I have to make it, I'm putting all this pressure on myself, saying, you know, I have to make it better than the last. And I have to start writing it now, but it has to be done soon <laughs> and <laughs> then I, it has to be absolutely perfect so i i don't think a lot of times that people it's just kind of the way that music goes that everybody's always releasing new music but um nobody really understands unless you're in the business all the hard work that goes behind um albums and and eps and some people spend their whole life uh, writing a specific album or years writing, like maybe 10, 11 years, sometimes writing an album, um, which hopefully it isn't that long, (laughs) but, um, I have heard some people do that and it's absolute perfection, but then it comes out and they'll enter a bunch of award shows or they'll, they'll get nominated for a bunch of stuff and not win. And it's, it's just, it's not about that. And I think people really need to, to realize that, that, there's so much hard work that goes into music and people just really have to appreciate the music and when you get those awesome fans that are always at your shows and and always singing along to your songs and always buying your your product and and everything like that that's what really makes it all worth it it's it's really not about winning the the top award or or anything like that it's it's really awesome if you do um, but I, I think it's great when you can find people in the industry and, and fans all over the world that just really appreciate your music and what you do and really appreciate your craft. So that's that's the best part of it um, for me. So I, I do get a little bit, you know, I wouldn't say frustrated, but it, it is a bit confusing and a, and a sure, little bit sure. rushing, and you're kind of scattered and all over the place wondering what you're going to do next. Uh, but it always seems to turn out because you have those great people. Uh, behind
0: you well and like you say you know sometimes time is a good thing I I remember back on episode 54 Roger Yeager I believe he said he went eight years or or it might have even been nine years in between albums. Uh, But, you know, he said that by the time he released that next one, his writing had had changed so significantly, not to mention that he had some major life events that impacted his writing style and what he was writing about. And, uh, you know, I have a client myself. Her her new album is going to be out uh, a day or two after this episode with you. Is released and and it has been in production for two years and it's been a real monster to carry around like you describe. People don't understand what's going on in that part of the process, uh, you know. But once it's out there, yeah, you do feel excited, like you know, like you just gave birth, and and now you do want to start <coughs> promoting it and, and entering it into. You know, whether it's uh, contests or awards or, or trying to get people to write reviews. Um, so to all of a sudden be met with, when's your next one coming out? You're kind of scratching your head <laughs> saying, well, you know, what did you think of this one in the meantime? And 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 so, so to, to bring it full circle, as you said, here you had notebooks filled with what you used to write. But you can't say, well, I'm getting a little bit of pressure on me. I better go and pull something out of those. Because it sounds to me like you were probably writing those at a, at a very young age, maybe even single digits.
1: Yes. I, I I've been writing since I was seven years old. I, wow. I can't say they, they were the best songs ever. I mean, I, I had some some pretty corny stuff in there where I used, you know hurl and whirl and all that, <laughs> all those funny words that I thought rhymed and you know being Mother Goose in my in my old days. But um, it it just develops as you go and you you kind of realize. And the thing is, over the years, stuff. Changes, music changes. Uh, so something I write this year, in in ten years, people will be looking back on it laughing because country music isn't going to be the same. And I think that's the thing about always keeping up to date with the music and 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 always making new product and coming out with really cool stuff that people can kind of relate to because it's it's always changing and there's always new things that are going to other people's attention so i i think taylor swift does a really good job of that she's she's always on top and um it doesn't matter what she does she's a fantastic songwriter she could sing country pop whatever she wants but um she writes it all and she sings it all and she really goes with the flow the way that music is changing and she always seems to come out on top which i i really look up to her for because that's that's awesome that's something every single artist wants to do
0: Well, I feel like I owe you an apology, but at the same time, maybe I can save myself and and help you out to to stop people from from maybe starting to to hit your social media, because you, you were saying that, yes, you are, in fact, working on some new music, so... I don't want to be the guy that says the thing that I just finished asking you about a minute ago in a, in a critical voice, but but is there any kind of timeline for anything so that people can kind of just put it out there, you know, on, on their calendar and and not say, hey, I heard you doing this interview saying you got new music I and mean, when when are we going to hear it? Can can you give anyone any kind of timetable or or is it maybe and, and set the record straight, Chelsea? Because maybe that's not even the focus right now. Maybe the focus now is is performing live shows or or something else. I don't
1: know. Actually, there is. Um, I'm heading down to Nashville uh, in November. I'm after I go in November, I'm heading down uh, every single month um, from then on, and I've been writing a lot, um, but things aren't turning out the way I want them to. Um, Like I said before, I'm picky. Probably just like every other artist. Um, And I have a lot of great foundation for songs. But I'm going to Nashville to work with some people to kind of take it up a notch. And you don't have to go to Nashville every... A lot of artists say, "You know I'm heading down to Nashville to you know record music or write music. Nashville isn't the only outlet to write music. I just find it's the place that I work best in. Um, it's It's the place I feel most inspired and the place that I can come up with the best quality music that I can. And I just find when I'm there, things always work to my advantage and I come back with awesome stuff. And then I work with awesome people here in Canada. So it's kind of like a team deal. And I, I think it's really cool. Uh, But people can definitely look forward to hearing new stuff from me in the new year, um, early 2016. Um, Before then though, I'll be releasing uh, videos and music and, and cool stuff and doing lots of live shows. So Right now, for the end of 2015, I can't believe I'm saying that because <laughs> we still got a bunch of it left. But um, in music speak, I, we just have a little bit um, left, and I'm going to be finishing off a lot of shows um, from here till December, and then um, when it comes to January, I'll be releasing new music and and starting the whole process over again, uh, touring and and you know interviews and media and TV and, and stuff like that and newspaper and, and everything. So <laughs> I'm really excited for it, and I, I can't wait. So they can definitely keep in touch on my pages
0: to look terrific, for new music terrific. in the new year. Great, great. I am Bruce Warzniak and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Ontario, Canada, is singer-songwriter Chelsea Kreitz. Visit her official website at www.chelseakreitz.com. And you can get the proper spelling of her name by simply looking at the title of this episode on your listening device. She, of course, is active on social media, too. There are links on Chelsea's website to find her on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Plus, she is on YouTube as well. And, of course, do purchase her music. Her EP is available on iTunes. Plus, you'll want to keep up with Chelsea online to see where and when she'll be performing live. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's spelled H-E-A-R, as in you hear with your ear. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nowhearthis.biz and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it, too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week. Just go on iTunes, find the show, and click subscribe. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you, and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And the big news of late, there is now an Instagram account just for this show. Please follow on Instagram at Now Hear This Entertainment. There are pictures of guests being posted on there and pictures from NHTE interviews being done right here in Crystal Blue Sound Studios. And certainly just a big, big thanks To all those who are not first-time listeners, I'm really grateful for all of you who continue to listen to the show. It's amazing seeing where in the world some of you are listening from, and so here you go. I want to talk to... Those up north of the border, a lot of Canadian listeners to now hear this entertainment. So if you're checking out this episode from up there, you might also be interested in some of the other Canadian guests that have appeared on this show. Bruce Barker on episode 17, Roxana on episode 34, Maddie Rodriguez on episode 45, and Ann Burston from the rock band Dream Aria on episode 75. I will repeat those a little later if you weren't able to write them all down. Chelsea, doing this interview with me here today, you were just talking about uh, more that you'll be doing in, in early 2016 as new music gets released. But this is nothing new for you. I, I almost want to say that you're something of a media darling. Um, as as I mentioned back in the intro, you've really had some success getting exposure through TV and radio. It it has to be rewarding to see how much support you've gotten that way.
1: It is. It's it's so cool. Um, I, I know a lot of artists, that are much older now didn't get to experience the whole social media stuff in until now. And I can honestly say it's helped me a lot. Uh, being able to connect with fans all over the world is, is amazing. Uh, Being in Canada, I I don't get to every place of the world on every tour I do. So it's so cool that I I get to interact with people and I get to talk to them and they get to comment and and like stuff and and tell me their favorite songs. And I do Twitter chats a lot, um, which I get to connect with people and all over the world uh, through there and they get to ask me questions in, in real time and I answer back and it's so cool and I, I get to meet so many new and amazing people that when I get to meet them in person, which I have met quite a few in person um, that I've met over the internet, it's so rewarding and you, you feel like you know them. and everybody is just my friend on the internet. (laughs) I I just absolutely love, absolutely love talking to new people um, that are fans of my music and and interacting with people. So I'm I'm so glad that Somehow this all happened in a weird way that I just kind of connected on, and now it's it's my go to outlet if I want to promote a show or or talk to people or, or show a new video or ask a question or an opinion or or something like that. It's it's wicked.
0: But I have to imagine though that at the same time, I, I guess kind of in a way that there's there's a good number of people out there that would still rather actually hold a physical cd in their hand than just buy a download so so what i'm comparing this to is what you the exposure that you've gotten through television and radio That has to sort of still hold a special place for you because I I know that for a performer, yes, they love social media and to obviously have sales on iTunes and things of that nature are great, but there's still something special after all these years about being on TV or being on the radio. And I know that's a contradiction to someone who's hosting a podcast, but you've been very successful in getting a lot of exposure through TV and radio.
1: I have. I'm I'm very fortunate. Um, not only does a lot of my local radio stations and TV shows support me, um, but I've gotten support from all over Ontario and Canada that have been so willing and have open arms to invite me on their shows and promote local shows that I'm doing in their city. And it really does help. I don't think a lot of, like, a lot of people do understand, but some people really don't understand that radio and TV are huge for an artist. And, you know, every single time I do one of those, I, I go on my page or or my Instagram or whatever it is and notice how many new people I've gotten. Sometimes I'll get comments saying, you know, I just saw you on this show or I just heard you on the radio singing this song. And it's it's really cool that, you know, 10 or 20 people can make a huge difference in your career and I'm I'm so so honored and and appreciate all of it and I'm I'm just so glad I've had those opportunities.
0: And they can make a big difference in your day, you know, it, it just puts such a big smile on your face and it's so rewarding to say, "Wow, look at that." Yeah, I woke up this morning and all of a sudden I have I have twenty two new likes on my Facebook page, and apparently it's just because I was on such and such a television show. So so yeah, that's I mean that's a fun part of the business.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. That's very true.
0: As we talk on the show so much, it it is a business, and the, it it at the end of the day it is work. But but you are still allowed to have fun in in different parts of it. So so that's one of them. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is be aware of your speaking voice when you're talking to the audience, introing band members, storytelling about a song, plugging your new CD. If people can't understand you, your message gets lost and it's frustrating for the audience. I saw a girl playing out live and in between songs she spoke so fast and had a high enough pitch speaking voice that I was probably only getting half of what she was saying. Take care to reach the audience through your whole show, not just with your singing. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Are you digging the Bruce's Bonus segment each week, listeners? Are the tips helping you out, musicians and entertainers who are listening? There's one on every episode. We've even got an ebook for sale at nowhearthis.biz containing the bonus from each of the first 40 episodes. So go there and check that out. I had also mentioned back in the intro of this show that you were signed to Shoreline Records. So for the listeners who are up-and-coming performers, they always want to know how they can get signed by a label. So just tell your own story. How did you get the deal with Shoreline Records?
1: Well, it wasn't easy. Um, I can tell you that uh, a lot of artists... Um, that are sitting, you know, wherever they are right now thinking, you know, like, I, I can't do this. You can. It's it's not easy, so don't give up. Uh, if you give up, then you, you just don't get no results, so just keep trying. And how I got um, involved with Shoreline was they actually came out to one of my live shows. Um, hearing through the grapevine that I was, you know, one of the popular artists in my hmm. in my town mm-hmm. and around the area and um, so my previous manager I had had in the past uh, actually you know was contacting them and, and <laughs> I wouldn't say hounding them but really <laughs> sticking bug sticking a bug in their ear that you know you really need to come check out this girl I have other artists but but this artist is is great too and um I think she deserves for you know for you to lend an ear for an hour or two and uh they came in and I had no idea they were there um at the specific venue in uh, Hamilton Ontario and um so I sang my first set at a local bar and after I came down off the stage uh my manager directed me over to them and said that somebody wanted to meet me So I went and sat down with them, and they kind of described to me who they were, and um, I sang an Adele song. It was Rolling in the Deep, actually, and uh, it was a cover, and they said to me, they're like, we loved all the songs you did, but when you sang Adele, that's what did it for us. That's
0: what sold us.
1: Yeah, and um, they said, you know, you're so versatile, and you can sing not only country, but you can sing a lot of other songs, too, and, and we love that and we love the crossover type of feel, and but we really want you to stick to country. So they looked at me and they said, you know, are you willing to travel? And I'm like, yes. And I got a contract and wow. <laughs> I, I read it over and it, it sounded like music to my ears. So <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> I, I signed it after a few days, after, you know, what you have to do to get things looked over and, and everything like that and, and developed such a great relationship. And it's really cool because... People like that start to become your family because you see them so often. Sure. You hear what you like. You you do conversations with them so often. You just kind of connect on that level, and it's it's really really awesome. And I'm so glad that I I got blessed with people that are so nice. And it sounds bad to say that in the music business you don't meet a lot of nice people because you do. You meet tons of nice people, but there are the select few that sometimes you get caught up with in the music industry that. Kind of make things a little bit difficult for you. So I was very very excited that I got to work with people who, who had my best interest at heart.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, not not to put a plug in for for myself or for now here this, but I, I always say that I don't apologize uh, for for in in a lot of cases, you know, becoming best friends with my clients because you, you're you're exactly right, Chelsea. You end up working so closely together. You're on the road together. You're on the phone so much. Uh, you know, you, and, and it only strengthens the, the business relationship, in my opinion, um, to be able to have that kind of friendship. In addition to it, and uh, I know there's differing opinions. It doesn't mean that I'm right. It's just the way that I choose to do business. But I think it's just also the the person that I am. And you know, when I lay my head on my pillow at night, uh, I don't have any regrets. You know, about the way that I lived my day or, or operated my business. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't think I need to apologize for for kindness. Um, but, yeah. but, so, I wonder then, with all the media interviews that we were talking about uh, the t v and radio interviews uh, with all the great live shows that you 've had the opportunity to do, you said that you when you talked about shoreline, you said the manager that I had before, so things like these interviews these these great live shows, who is getting all this for you? Are you doing it yourself? Is it shoreline records? Do you have a different manager? who is generating all this activity for you yeah.
1: Well, I'm very fortunate to work with a bunch of people. Um, I really, I'm not afraid to say that I love to be hands-on with my career because I think it's super important. Um, sometimes I'll see things and I'll, I'll get um, someone from Shoreline to contact people for something that I'm interested in, or they'll do it for me. Um, so it's, it's kind of a joint, you know, decision in everything. Mm-hmm. and everything and. We work as a team, and I, I love doing my social media. Um, my label has offered to get people to do it for me. Uh, I don't want them to. I mean, I love if they get people to give me direction because sometimes what I think is awesome not, isn't necessarily awesome <laughs> so um, everybody has a different opinion and, and seeking a professional opinion is is always great um, but I really do love to be hands-on uh, most of the time for interviews um, it's either shoreline um, that helped me with that or me I like to reply back to a lot of um, offers and stuff like that or or send my links uh, my my family also helps a lot too which i think is awesome because they have a lot of friends and and family themselves that can get my name out to a wider range of people and and sometimes um, um, they contact people who are friends or they see um, awesome stuff that they've listened to and and think it will be a good decision for me to get sure, on there sure. um, so it we all kind of work as a team and yeah, I, it sounds I think that's, like it. that's what you need and I have a lot of the support, which I think is great, and uh, my mom helps me out tremendously. Um, sometimes she's the one that takes a hold of social media and stuff like that because it's kind of what, like I'm writing because she knows me so well.
2: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: it's really nice that she she lends a helping hand. I I know some parents um, don't aren't as involved in um, their children's career uh, when it comes to music. Some people don't think music is a job, and that's totally everybody's opinion, but I'm just so thankful that I have a family that is completely 100% all in for my career, and, and my mom especially. I I love her being there with me because when I'm on the road, it's it's always nice to have somebody that, you know, feels like home.
0: Sure, sure.
1: And... Uh, I love having her there, and she helps me out with a bunch of stuff. So sure. I have no shame saying that my mom <laughs> is always there with me because <laughs> I I don't know what I do. I probably would not be on top of my game like I am. She she keeps me in line for sure. Well, I'm sure there's <laughs> Even a lot. Of, age still, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of girls that are listening that are that, that think it's great that you're saying that, and there's probably moms that are listening that obviously think think that it's saying. Uh, and, and speaking of being on the road, um, you were just in Halifax, Nova Scotia for Canadian Country Music Week. Tell us about your experiences there.
1: I was. It's. Uh, it was awesome. First of all, I was so excited that I got to travel to um, Halifax because I'd never been there before and everybody was telling me it was so beautiful, um, which it is. Unfortunately, when I came in on the plane. It was super, super foggy and I couldn't even see the ground even when we landed. Uh, But I hear that's the awesome Nova Scotia weather that you get (laughs) (laughs) at this time of year. But um, the whole experience for the CCMAs themselves was absolutely amazing. I got to do four showcases um, at different venues with uh, a whole bunch of different very talented artists that we all performed alongside each other. And it was such an honor. It was so great being able to communicate with people that I don't see so often. Um, As a music industry, it's very, very small. And being able to be in the same room with everybody at the same time, I think is the awesome part of music and being able to connect with people. and, And I think it really helps us realize because... As the years go by, sometimes you forget that we're not working against each other. We're working together. And some some artists and, you know, some people in the music industry tend to forget that. Um, I've been guilty of doing it when I was very young, um, not realizing how important it is to work with other people. I, I was very, very shy um, when I was much younger and I was scared to go out to people and, and talk to them and, you know, become friends with them and, and everything like that. But, uh, it's not a competition. We're, we're all working together and we all have our time and we all have that chance. It's just the way that we go about things and how hard we work. And everybody as an individual is super hard working And I think when we put that all together, we can make awesome stuff happen. And working together is definitely the number one key thing that I think will really help somebody's music career you You can 't be against other artists
0: um, yeah and, the, i'm go, I'm success. glad to hear you say that because you know i've i've made that point on a number of episodes of this show, and so it it always to me is more impactful when the guest says it because obviously you know we 're not even sitting in the same room, so I certainly didn't put you up to saying that but I have said on a number of episodes that, you know, that, that the, the right C-O word is collaboration, not competition. So it's it's great to, to hear uh, someone like yourself, especially someone that is still very young, because I, th- I think you hit the nail on the head when you said when you're young, you know, you're not in the business long enough that you just assume, well, I need to rise up ahead of everyone else, rise up above everyone else, and so you viewed it as a competition. So uh, hats off to you for, again, showing that same maturity level as, as early on in the, in the show when you were talking about going back and, and changing your writing. Uh, I am Bruce Warzniak and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Ontario, Canada, is singer-songwriter Chelsea Kreitz. Visit her official website at www.chelseakreitz.com. And as I mentioned before, you can get the proper spelling of her name by simply looking at the title of this episode on your listening device. So if you're out for a run and you're listening to this, or you're in the car and can't write it down, don't worry. You can just look at the title of your uh, title of this episode in your listening device. And then from ChelseaKreitz.com, you can find the links to her social media facebook twitter instagram she is also on youtube and of course do purchase her music her ep that we talked about is available on itunes plus you will want to keep up with chelsea online to see where and when she will be performing live be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz spelled h-e-a-r as in you hear with your ear Sign up for the e-newsletter at NowHearThis.biz and go to iTunes and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free and it makes it very easy to get the show every week. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you very much. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of now Hear This Entertainment. Canadian listeners, get your pen or pencil ready. I'm going to give you those particular episodes again here in just a minute. We have had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. And as I mentioned before, big news of late, there is now an Instagram account just for this show. Please follow on Instagram. It's at Now Hear This Entertainment. There are pictures of guests being posted on there and pictures from the NHTE interviews that we do right here in Crystal Blue Sound Studios when the guest is in person. And certainly always a big, big thanks to those who are not first-time listeners. I'm continually grateful to all of you for listening to the show. Amazing seeing where in the world you're listening from. And so here you go, as I mentioned before. A lot of Canadian listeners to now hear this entertainment. I see that in the statistics that I see in terms of the listenership of this show. If you are checking out this episode from up in Canada, you might also be interested in some of the other Canadian guests that have appeared on this show. Bruce Barker on episode 17, Roxana on episode 34, Maddie Rodriguez on episode 45, and Ann Burston from the rock band Dream Aria on episode 75. Chelsea, uh, you've been doing this a while. You mentioned um, maybe being seven years old when you started writing, but can you just talk about how you managed being a student while pursuing a music career?
1: Sure, that's it's difficult. Uh, probably the hardest time in my life uh, was do, was being a student and also um, being a singer. Wow! Uh, for the for the fact of it being that I would have to stay up doing bar gigs. And I know that sounds Mm. really weird being, you know, 16 years old and performing in bars, uh, but I did it. I think it was one of those things that really, really helped me as a performer because you go through all the emotions and the roller coaster of dealing with different people all the time, every single night. And it, it really helps mold you as an artist and, and, realize the fact of performing to a live audience sometimes it's great sometimes it isn't and sometimes you just got to keep performing no matter what's going on off the stage uh so i would have to stay up till 2 a.m in the morning sometimes wow. being two hours away from home and not getting home till four o'clock wow having having to be up at seven o'clock to catch my bus oh for 7:15. Boy. yeah so it was especially difficult. Um, I do have to admit, in grade 9, I, I took a little bit of a break, um, which I kind of regret a little bit just because I love singing so much, and I, I love music. Um, but that was a time that I, I really brought out my notebook, and sometimes I'd write songs even at school.
0: Well, wait a minute. Uh, you took a break from school, or you took a break from music?
1: I took a break from music. Ah, Okay. Uh, I I still did music, but I I took a break from live performing. So late at night, I see. Um, sometimes on weekends, I, I, see. I do fundraisers and charity events and stuff like that. Um, but it was a little hard my first year of high school. Um, but once I hit grade ten, getting into the swing of things, I I kind of knew how to balance it out, and um, it, it all worked out. It I was very tired, um, but this is what I wanted to do, and I also wanted to get through high school as well. So I had to find a way to balance both of them, and um, somehow I did it and kept my grade very high, which was odd. <laughs> I, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have had the, the best grades that I did. Um, like I said, everybody could do better. Sometimes when I got my B, I wasn't that satisfied. But um, for staying up till 4 o'clock at night and only being able to have one hour to study before I headed off uh, was I was pretty impressed with myself, so by the time I got to grade 12, I was an old pro (laughs) at balancing things, but it (laughs) definitely is very difficult at first. It's a balancing act, and you have to find what suits you best. What suits me not necessarily will suit somebody else, um, but what I did, it it really worked for me, but I was super excited when I got to graduate from high school and fully focus on my music
0: outstanding well i want to give you a compliment on something else you've, you've got some nice quality video on your youtube channel i wonder who does your video production and, and i guess for that matter is is there anything new uh on the way video wise
1: yes um i'm really glad you asked that <laughs> um i was in actually in talks with people um quite recently, and I will be doing a bunch of videos. Um, A lot of them are going to be shot in Nashville
2: um,
1: this time, Uh, but my previous videos have been done by a variety of people. Um, I work with a guy named Jonathan Brownlee uh, from Kitchener, Ontario, and he's done a lot of my Christmas stuff, and he was awesome. Um, Brian Berniker has done a lot of my photography and video work as well. And then I've also worked with uh, Jeff Hammond, and he has been absolutely awesome. He's a a young guy that just knows the style that I want, and we cannot see each other for two years and go in a room, and I show him a song, and he knows exactly the style <laughs> that will be perfect for the video that I'm just going to die over. Outstanding. So <laughs>
0: he
1: he's awesome, and uh, we worked a, on an uh, OnStar commercial together quite recently.
0: Very nice. And
1: yeah it was it was awesome, and he continues to do a lot of my music videos and and video work and promotional stuff as well. So I work with a bunch of people, like I said, I've created a little team, and it's it's always really cool to add new people into that and and get different outlooks because everybody has an artistic view on. The way they do videos. So every time I work with somebody different, I get a really cool product that's completely different from the other person, and I <laughs> think that's really cool to have that wide spectrum of people that you can kind of pick from and, and have different qualities and, and stuff like that. So,
0: well, and I love uh, all of them. <laughs> yeah, and, and and they all and they all look terrific. And, and listeners, especially those of you that are listening, that are up and comers, just getting started. You know, I gave out the website address before, and I'll be giving it out here in a minute one more time when we wrap up the show but you know really look at at what chelsea has online because it's it's really a commitment to first class the the website the the photography the the videos everything looks great and that's really so important in the business if if you really want to stand out to people in the business that are that are going to help you further your career there's shortcuts that you can take, but they 're going to show up as shortcuts eventually and and hats off to you, Chelsea, for you know the commitment that you 've made to to everything that has has kept you know such a, pro- a professional profile and, and everything that you 've got out there. Um, we are about out of time. I, I, I just want to have a little fun though and ask you: Can can a girl grow up in Canada and aspire to be a country singer and not be influenced by Shania Twain?
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, I think Shania is great. Um, no disrespect to her at all. Um, but my very first album as a as a child wasn't Shania Twain. Um, <laughs> it's, I think she's awesome, but. Um, I think you don't have to go with Shania Twain. You have to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And I I always I get that a lot when I'm performing live, especially when I performed a lot in the bars when I was much younger. They're like, you know, oh, you're going to be the the next, the Shania, next Shania Twain, Twain. right? Yeah. But <laughs> they don't realize how many awesome people have come from Canada who are equally just as great as Shania. Um, Shania has set a, an awesome example for what success looks like as a country artist. Um Absolutely, but I think that people have to be their own self. Uh, you you can't get anywhere trying to be somebody else or or trying to make it by sounding like Shania Twain or doing what Shania did or taking pictures like she did or writing songs like her. Um, that doesn't make you famous at all, and it, it doesn't help you get fans. You. People are attracted to someone being their own authentic self, and that really shows people can tell when you're not being yourself they can tell when you're trying to be somebody else and um you're you're much more likely to become more successful and gain more fans if you are who you were born to be. You have to pick the person that you want to be, and it has to be you
0: well said you have
1: to, you have to pick who suits you best and, and what does you best. The songs that suit you, the look that suits you, the clothing that suits you, the hair that suits you, the makeup, whatever it is, you know, the jeans, yeah. the, the truck you drive, it doesn't matter. You You have to pick yourself. You can't be anybody else. You... Have to do what you like, and it, it doesn't matter what other people think. If you like big hair, do the big hair. If you like no <laughs> hair at all, shave your head. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's you have to be you, and, and people will love you for being who you
0: are. Yeah, well said. I'm I'm laughing, but well said. Good for you. Uh, we're going <laughs> to close today with a song of yours called "Just Another Day." Before we let you go, Chelsea, tell the listeners all about this song, if you would please.
1: Absolutely. This song uh, was written by Larry Wayne Clark and a girl named Chelsea Oaks, and it was pitched to me by Larry's wife, Maggie. And when I heard this song, I absolutely fell in love with it. It's one of those things, um, like I was saying with four-wheel drive as well, it it may sound like a love interest song, um, but it could be about anything. It could be about a breakup. It could be about losing your grandparents or or trying to not focus on, you know, what really hurts inside your heart. And that's what really attracted me to this song. It's a, it's a song about not trying to show your emotions when you want to show your emotions and you're just so heartbroken and so sad. And, um, there's, there's really nothing that helps you feel better, but time and healing. And, um, I think this is a song that can suit everybody. Everybody has had some type of heartbreak in their life, whether it, it be love a love interest, or you know, a family member, or even a dog. I'm, it, it doesn't matter. Everybody has gone through some type of pain, and everything hits us in a different way. And I think this song really describes that. And everybody can get through it. It's a hard time. I've I've had a lot of comments saying that this song has helped people through stuff, or you know, they just absolutely love the song. It makes them think of a time that wasn't so good in their life, but listening now to this song, it. It, it really makes them realize how, you know, precious life is, so:
0: Very good. Well, there you go. Yeah, there, I there, love.
1: This song. <laughs> there,
0: there you have it, listeners, direct from the source. Chelsea, thanks so much for your time. Uh, very nice to talk to you. Thank you for being on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. It was a
0: pleasure. Outstanding. Well, that will do it for this week's edition of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer-songwriter Chelsea Kreitz. Be sure to visit her official website at www.chelseakreitz.com and do engage with her on social media. So that means like her Facebook page, follow her on Instagram and Twitter, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. And of course, do purchase her music. As mentioned, her EP is available on iTunes. And again, do keep up with Chelsea online so you can see where and when she will be performing live. And then in the future, news about her new music once that starts to get released. Don't forget to visit biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and tell your friends about it and give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and repost episodes there and you can also follow on soundcloud let's get your feedback on the show too post your comments or questions on the now hear this facebook page there are links to it and twitter and even the now hear this official youtube channel all on now this biz plus there's a link there to this show on instagram or send us an email the email address is on the contact page of now hear this We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Chelsea Kreitz. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Just Another Day. Just another
3: morning Waking up late Another cup of coffee To help me face another day Another conversation And I will just go to waste Cause nobody's there Just a ghost in your chair Just another sad song Playing on my radio We left for another But she still ain't letting go While I'm stuck here in traffic Waiting for the tears to